Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Just a little refresher on when I prefer to use Apoquil versus Cytopoint. And just like anything with dermatology, it always depends. There are certain cases, it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest. Like certain cases where depending on their history, what they've done that's been beneficial or has not worked, sometimes it's really a conversation with the owner of, I really feel like you know, we could go either way, which one makes more sense to you. And we explain, you know, giving a medication at home versus giving an injection that could last four to eight weeks, depending on the efficacy in their dog. But there are differences that I just want to refresh us on. Um, I know that not everyone can go back and listen to every episode of the podcast for the last four years, but there are certain situations where I may have one preference over the other. So I thought it could just be a nice refresher course for us to go over that. So first of all, let's start with Apoquil and what it is because the mechanism of action is different between these two therapies. So Apoquil or Oclacidinib tablet is a Janice kinase 1 inhibitor, predominantly 1 inhibitor. What it does is it attaches to a receptor and stops the down regulation, which creates a bunch of different cytokines. And so ultimately, yes, interleukin-31 is the, you know, claim to fame when this medication came out 10 years ago. It just had its 10-year birthday. But when it came out, interleukin-31, we hadn't really talked a lot about. And all of a sudden, it was all everyone could talk about in veterinary dermatology. So that is predominantly what it is known for. But other uh, cytokines that it can affect include interleukin-2, 4, 6, and 13. So it can help, you know, lessen those cytokines and it also can help with inflammation in that aspect. So when I hear Epiquil is not anti-inflammatory, it's not really true. Interleukin-2 is actually one of the main cytokines we think of with the use of cyclosporine, which we know can be anti-inflammatory. Now is Epiquil as anti-inflammatory as two mg per kg of prednisone? No, if you have to put them back to back, but you certainly can get anti-inflammatory effects. So if you have a dog come in and they're really, really pyritic and just kind of red and inflamed, I think it can still be a really effective medication. Of course, assuming you're also controlling infections and things like that. The dosing, you can see the chart that the company Zoetis puts out with the weight of the dog. It'll suggest what you can use. It's usually 0.4 to 0.6 mg per kg. You can do every 12 hours up to 14 days. You don't have to do 14 days. Uh, if I have a pet who's really pruritic, I definitely do 14 days. If I have a pet who's just kind of, you know, this, their season's coming, but it's not that bad yet, we might just do seven days. If I have a dog that I had to have on steroids because they just had a completely swollen stenotic ear and they're much better, I don't want to keep them on steroids, so I'm trying to flip them to something else like Apoquil, but they're not pruritic right now. We might just go once a day right off the bat. So that's the nice thing as the physician is you really get to make the decision over what the right decision is for that dog. So up to 14 days, you can do the twice daily and then go down to once daily long term. 
And if they're doing well with once daily and they just get a couple little blips, say they get a little itchy because spring hits, then I don't mind increasing it twice daily for short periods of time on occasion as well. We know there's several studies that show the decrease in itch level, even some of these inflammatory scales. We see that this is an effective medication in a large amount of dogs. Now, between the two, so starting with Apoquil, when do I decide to use it? So personally, if I have a dog who's over 12 months of age and we're in the middle of the diagnostic workup, I like the ability to use Apoquil because of the fast on and off switch I have for paritis. So I have a one and a half year old dog that's had, say, a year history of otitis and paritis. I want to do a diet trial. I can start Apoquil to make them comfortable. Yes, they can still respond with other forms of allergies like food allergy. I put them on Apoquil treat infection to make them comfy, to make them feel good because most owners are not going to finish out a diet trial for eight weeks if their dog's just miserable and scratching the whole time, right? They're going to do like a week and call you up and be like, there's no way I'm going to do this for eight weeks. So that stop and start is really nice. I've utilized it in flea allergic cases. So again, treat infection, start them on an isoxazoline, start them on Apoquil to make them comfortable. They usually retract them three to four weeks later. If we are doing significantly well, then we'll try to stop it, you know, and see, can just the flea control help them? And sometimes it takes a couple of months of consistent flea control and everyone in the household to really see that improvement. But I will have them try. And the nice thing is if we stop it and they're still itchy, we can restart it. If we get through a couple of months of being on flea control, but we can't fully stop Apoquil without that pet getting itchy, well, maybe it's not just a flea allergy. Maybe something else is going on. You know, I've even used this off-label in some of my scabies cases. So they come in, they're tremendously itchy. We start them on isoxazoline. And I'm talking about cases I've actually found scabies in put them on an isoxazoline um, to treat the scabies, treat infection as always, and then start the Apoquil. And then, you know, a month later, come back. And if they're doing well, we just try to stop it and see what paritis comes back. Um, So it can be really, really nice and effective, especially those cases where maybe you would have traditionally used corticosteroids. But now we can use something that doesn't get quite as many side effects that provides that really rapid relief um, and gets them comfortable while we're trying to figure things out in that diagnostic workup. So that's one of my favorite ways to do it. And you can obviously use Cytopoint. We'll talk about the cases I would, but you just have to read through it a bit more, right? Because it's labeled for four to eight weeks. So every dog's different as far as when they metabolize and when that's uh, effective for them. Other times I use Apical, a lot of time for short-term or seasonal use. So I have a dog who's doing well, say on immunotherapy most of the year, but we always know spring's a little tough. I'll just have the owners have some Apoquil at home that as soon as they start showing those signs of licking and chewing, I can have them start it right away so that we can get ahead of it. I use it a lot while I'm waiting for my immunotherapy to reach effect. So immunotherapy is awesome, but it can take up to a year to see if it works or not. So use the Apoquil. And then when we've gone a few months with really no issue, we'll try to stop it. Oh, within a couple of days, they get itchy, restart it. So it gives owners that freedom to really see if they can take away things like the Apoquil, if the immunotherapy's had a full effect. And then of course I have lots of dogs where, you know, that is what works the best and they're just on it long-term for symptom control because that's what provides a good quality of life. That's kind of their anchor treatment. And that's what makes them 
controlled with our allergies. And, you know, most dogs tolerate that really, really well. We'll do lab work on them depending on, you know, where the other meds are on, you know, annually, every six months, if they're on other meds, we need to monitor. But it's just one of the main ways we utilize it is for that on off switch during the diagnostic workup, but then also if it just works the best. And we do know that there are dogs that do better on Apoquil than Cytopoint. There's some dogs who do better on Cytopoint than Apoquil. There's some that, you know, not many, but there's some that don't respond to either. There's a handful, if we've ruled out all the other flare factors like infection, you know, parasites, food, that maybe they really are difficult atopic dogs and they need both. And that is extra label, but it is something that we do occasionally have dogs that need. Moving on to Cytopoint, so Cytopoint, Locovetmab, or canine atopic dermatitis immunotherapeutic. This is a monoclonal antibody. So this is different as far as how it works. It does not attach to a receptor. It actually attaches to interleukin-31, the end. So you don't have those other cytokines that are affected. It's a canonized monoclonal antibody that attaches to interleukin-31 and just neutralizes it. So it's going to, again, work different. You're not going to get all the effect on the other side of kinds like you can with Apoquil. The dose in the U.S. is a minimum dose of two mg per kg sub Q. I know that's different in certain countries as far as the dosing. It's labeled for four to eight weeks. There's also a study that has shown that if you have some partial response, so if you have a dog that you give it to and 60% of their itch gets better, Or if you have a dog, you give it to, and for three weeks, they do great, but they break through that last week. If you give it every four weeks for up to three months, you can see additive benefit, meaning they can get better and better as you continue to administer it and continue neutralizing that interleukin 31 and getting it under control. So it is really important that if you see that partial response to repeat it, because they may continue to improve. Now, of course, if you give Cytopoint and they just don't respond at all, that might be a different story. But most of the time, we do see some sort of response. And by repeating it, we can see the best that that dog will uh, respond to that therapy overall. So when do I decide to use Cytopoint instead? So in dogs that are less than 12 months of age, for sure, because there is no age restriction on the use of Cytopoint. So when I am doing a diet trial in a young dog, though I love Apical for the stop start, it's not labeled for dogs that are under 12 months of age. So I'll use Cytopoint. Um, You just have to read through it a bit. It's not that you can't do it, but you just don't know if a dog's going to be a four-weeker or an eight-weeker. But of course, we can try to let that wear down and always challenge the food in the future. So you can use Cytopoint in those young dogs because I'd prefer not to have to use steroids to control their itch. Patients that have internal illnesses, so they have neoplasia or systemic fungal infection, That doesn't make their allergies go away just because they're dealing with something more serious. So we can utilize Cytopoint based on how targeted it is. There's just not a contraindication or a comorbidity that's labeled for it. So we can use it no matter what other illnesses that pet has. If I have a pet with allergies and other medications are contraindicated, then again, there's not a contraindication for the use of Cytopoint with other therapies. So we can utilize that no matter if they're on steroids, cyclosporin, what other other medications they need to be on for another disease they're dealing with. Client compliance issues. They just often forget to give something like a tablet every single day. Um, they, you know, often come in and they have 30 tablets of Apoquil left, even though they really should have ran out two months ago. 
And then if I have a patient that's really resistant to oral medications, of course, being able to give Cytopoint is going to be a much easier for that particular case. I love that portion of Cytopoint for sure is that I can kind of control or know when they got it. So I've had owners come in and be like, well, they just got Cytopoint last month. And I'm like, well, you actually haven't got it for three months. So I can just really tell if they've gotten it or not because they've showed up and they received the injection or they haven't. So that can be really, really nice just to be able to track like how long has it been between their Cytopoint injections? Are there patterns where we can spread them out during certain seasons? Are we a pet who really needs it every four weeks all the time? So that aspect can be really, really nice with Cytopoint. So in a nutshell, that's kind of my comparison to the two therapies. Again, I use the, some people are like, which one do you like better? I'm like, you can't do that. Like it depends on the case. I've had great success with both. I've had some dogs who don't respond to one of them. Um, and the other one's a lot better. So it really just depends on what does that pet need? Do I feel like maybe they're a bit more inflamed? Maybe Apical be a bit better, you know, is the pet really easy to pill, but the owner lives really far away. So it'd be hard to do Cytopoint. Uh, is the pet really not good about oral meds? Then the owner doesn't mind coming to see us every four to eight weeks, the rest of that pet's life, then Cytopoint might be a better fit. So you really want to look at those individual differences between every case that you're seeing. Um, I think really we should be stocking both of these therapies just based on how helpful it is, but how different every patient in as well is as well. So I hope you find that really beneficial. Obviously, these are two of the main therapies that we're using to control paritis as we're figuring out what their allergies are. We're trying to provide relief, but then also a lot of patients just long-term because it does tend to be what is efficacious for the management of their paritis.